What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Sports on the House. Got a fun pod. Got Malik Warren here. Got Aaron Abrahams here. Going to talk NBA playoffs. Going to get into it. Talk about the game recaps. Jokic won MVP. That was just announced. What's up, guys? Hey, 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 Robert. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, what up, man. guys? Thank you. What's Thanks up? All right. So, uh, without further ado, uh, Nikola Jokic won MVP. Um, I can't say I'm surprised. Uh, way I see it basically is you can name a couple people on the Sixers besides Embiid. You can name a couple people on the Bucks besides Giannis. Any casual NBA fan couldn't name you one NBA Nuggets player besides Jokic. Two best players out the whole year. Got his team to a six seed. That's pretty much all I got to say. Uh, took a, a nobody and made the playoffs. Really good player. They're all deserving, but Jokic gets the nod, and rightly so. He won. What do you guys think about that? Jokic is cemented in NBA history. I mean, there's not much more you can say, like you said. This man led, led his team in points, assists, rebounds, steals, and blocks. That's kind of incredible. Yeah. Um, something else is uh, we should – try to acknowledge now the NBA is in a great place. Uh, the past four years, back-to-back winners, all from Europe, from Greece and Giannis, and now back-to-back and uh, Jokic from Serbia. It's pretty incredible, man, that uh, two of the top five players in the world are from Europe. So the game's in good hands, man. No, I think it's amazing. Jokic was the first person, what, the 2,000-1,500 club, 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, yeah. 500 assists. He's the fifth center to win two MVP awards. The man cementing himself an NBA legacy, and it'll be it'll be fun to watch him surrounded by anything that's competent. Yeah, I always like asking my friends, you could compare yourself to one NBA player. Who would it be? Most of them say Jokic because they're fat and slow, but what he does is pretty incredible. So, um, well, with that said, congrats to Jokic. Well-deserved. Uh, another award just came out. Monty Williams just named Coach of the Year. Um, there's so many good candidates. I thought Taylor Jenkins from Memphis should have won. Uh, my quick thoughts on Monty Williams, first seed last year, first seed this year, been the best team two years in a row, obviously didn't win the championship, uh, deserves to win it. So I'm not really going to complain too much. It's, it's an award. I mean, they're all good coaches, but I guess he gets the nod. What do you guys think? I think that the bubble was the best thing ever to happen to the Suns because they went undefeated and then came out of that a brand new team and have been <laughs> on fire ever since. Yeah. Um, Monty Williams has been at the, the forefront of that. And I think it's just fair for him to win the award. Although I think Jenkins had to be a close second because of what he did a with John Morant and then without John Morant being able to adjust on the fly mid season. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. I mean, Monty Williams, obviously really good coach. I mean, I can't tell you and sit here. I know X's and O's, but it seems like he knows what he's doing. So good for him. Uh, African-American coach winning it. So that's good for the NBA. Um, all right. Want to get into it. So let's talk about the Sixers in Miami. Something I noticed yesterday, obviously I'm a Miami homer. Um, not going to get right into it. So big game. Uh, last week, the Sixers looked like they were dead in the water and out of nowhere, Joel Embiid comes back, gets the mask, plays a pretty decent game. Game three, finally lost. Game four was a, was an eye-opening one for me. Uh, Jimmy Butler obviously played fantastic, 40 points, wasted effort. Um, something that stood out to me is Kyle Lowry is obviously hurt. Um, he scored zero points in game three, six points in game four. So a combined total of two games, he has six points. 
uh, a total of eight assists through those two games. That's not going to get it done. Max Struess, the experiment is not working. Uh, six points, and that's just not going to work if you're starting in the lineup for this team. You got to hit open shots. Uh, it was it's bizarre. He led the regular season in three point percentage, went fourteen for sixty five in the last two games. That's not going to get it done. There's a lot of things to talk about, but let's start with uh, the Miami Heat. What do you guys think their biggest problem is? They were up 2-0, and uh, let's go from there, Aaron. Uh, where to begin? Um, Dwayne Dedman being out last night really hurt. Ben Metabio already being an undersized center to begin with. I hate when they go small. Dwayne Dedman being out really just makes them that more vulnerable on the rebounding aspect, especially because there doesn't seem to be any – any thought to play your only other center being Yurtsevin on the roster. Yeah. And I like Yurt. He can rebound, but, uh, you know, his playoff experience and he's young, so I understand it. Um, yeah, the back, the big backup role is a, is a key part. Uh, Bam simply doesn't have the size to cover Embiid. That's a problem. Uh, Malik, what, do you, what were your thoughts on this series or on the Heat so far? Just like you said, there's no size to cover Embiid, and it's showing. Uh, I prematurely said this would be a, a gentleman's sweep. I was so wrong. There's absolutely no one on this team who can account for Embiid at any time. He's too big, too strong. He, even when he doesn't have the ball in his hands, you have to account to where he is on the court at all times. It just opens up so many more like playmaking options, especially when James Harden is playing like he was last night. That was 100%. Yeah, a little bit of a throwback Harden, Harden there. That was pretty that was, nice. That was a big game from Harden. And if that, all it takes is one game like that from Harden, and it's it's looking scary right now. They The Heat should have taken care of business, and they had opportunities last night. You know, I, times and the ball movement just stopped. I agree. I will say this. Uh, I've been watching a lot of basketball, and I never want to blame the referees. I'm not that type of person. But I thought Joel Embiid was getting virtually every call, was hacking tons of people. He got virtually everything. He was already unstoppable to cover. When you get those type of calls, I definitely felt the whistle was definitely on the Sixers' side. That's not why they lost, by the way, but uh, that was – it's already hard to defend him. Um, something else that was very noticeable is Kyle Lowry is not the same player. He's hurt. Uh, he had a noticeable limp. Uh, he's not scoring. When he's not scoring and not assisting, uh, he's not out there for his defense. So – Things got to change. Uh, my suggestion, strategy, we'll see. Eric Spolzer is the best game changer in the league as far as strategy. I would like to see Gabe Finson get the nod here, and I would also like to see Spolstra have some confidence in Duncan Robinson to start him. The guy's still an elite sniper, can open up and space the floor. Uh, we saw we could do a Struce. Um, the experiment is over. We got to start Robinson. He has playoff experience. He can shoot anytime. He's one of the best shooters in the league when he's on, so – uh, what do you guys think some adjustments that he need to do in order for game five to pull out a win? It's time to drop the, the four guard zone. It's time to stop going small. There's absolutely no reason to do it. It's not working. They figured it out. And I mean, if you want to give props to Doc Rivers or the, the players, I don't, I don't, I don't know who you give it to, but they figured out the zone, which to their credit, the first two games worked very, very effectively, but that's without Joel Embiid. Yeah. So What's uh, what was adjust. what was the over under on FanDuel of uh, Doc Rivers outsmarting yeah. and outcoaching uh, Eric Spolstra? <laughs> Not too high, I think. Uh, 
Yeah, what a what a crazy series. Doc Rivers outsmarting uh, Spolster is already pretty bizarre. But uh, Aaron, what do you think about this so far? What do you think that he need to do? I agree with the Duncan Robinson needs to get involved more. I think you have to remove Struess from the lineup. He's just a place where ball movement goes to die. He's kind of like if you took everything that was good away from Carmelo Anthony and only left the three point shooting ability, that's Max Struess. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got to get rid of Kyle Lowry. He's just too injured. I don't care if Gabe Vincent starts. I don't care if Ola Depot starts, but Kyle Lowry can't play more than maybe 10 minutes, if at all. During I like, I like Ola Depot off the bench. Uh, he's obviously an elite defender. I've uh, been playing very well on defense. I think uh, when our starting inning gets tired, he's really nice to bring off the bench and give us a little bit of energy. His scoring at times, he's a streaky player, but uh, I like what Aladipo has done so far for this team. Um, anything else, Aaron? I w- the only reason I would prefer Oladipo to start would be Gabe Vincent allows you to spread the floor a little more. And if you're going to move Duncan Robinson into that shooting guard position, you are going to need a little more defense without sacrificing your ability to spread the floor from your bench. Yeah. Oladipo is not a great playmaker, though kind of over dribbles especially like last night he was over dribbling way too much yeah um somebody else that needs to step up is tyler harrow six man of the year um 11 points 11 points in 34 minutes is just not going to do it had one assist last night he is way better on that i'm going to call him out needs to play a better game obviously um just overall beside for the exception of jimmy butler um and bam had a decent game this it was not a pretty shooting night at all it was probably the two worst games i've seen that he play all year and it fortunately happened back to back um, if I still had to lean one way, I'm still going to choose the Heat to win this series. I just don't believe that Harden's going to pull three games in a row of this. Harden played fantastic last night. Kudos to him. Um, let's talk about the Sixers. Um, obviously, Joel Embiid is one of the best players in the world. Obviously, showed it last night. He's virtually unguardable. Um, yeah, man, 24 points in 38 minutes. Mask or no mask, the guy can play ball. Tobias Harris gave you 35 minutes with 13 points. Uh, it, for some reason, the Heat are cursed when they play Danny Green. The guy always seems to go on a three-point streak. Uh, he gave he gave 11 points. And I got to tell you, I'm pretty impressed with Tyrese Maxey. In this series, he looks like the second coming of Allen Iverson. I mean, the guy is not missing any shot. Um, Harden scored 31 points, which was a blast from the past. We'll see if he does that two more games. What were your takes on the, on the Sixers, guys? I think Maxi is showing why it can be so hard to give James Harden that contract because he's playing out of his mind. Uh, Tobias Harris, Danny Green are showing up and doing their part on both ends of the floor. And Joel Embiid, he's just, he's just built different. There's no other way to put it. His ability to impact the game on both ends of the court is just out of this world yeah um he's obviously the ultimate matchup problem there's about maybe three teams in the whole league that have a team that can actually try and defend and bead but uh it's hard to have two solid backup centers bam just doesn't simply have the height um like i said i don't think james harden is gonna have three of these games in a row we'll see uh what do you think malik i think the difference is honestly tyrese maxi he um he's not missing a shot it's unreal the what he brings to that team is like so unique because he's at every single point the fastest player on the court. So he brings a different level of speed. 
Uh, and he makes – he forces Joel Embiid to push the ball. Uh, when you have a guy that fast, you have people uh, running back down trying to either set up the play or go for a rebound. And, I mean, a, a lumbering Joel Embiid, even like jogging, is a very scary sight. It's showing. Yeah, I will say this. If, if Harden is capable of the way he's playing – uh, Maxi's playing what, how he's playing now, and Embiid's Embiid. If those three guys put it together, they're gonna they're gonna easily wrap this series against the Heat. Uh, down 0-2 shows the resilience of this team. Doc Rivers is still a good coach, has the the experience to come back. He's proven it. Um, something that can't happen for the Heat is they can't go seven for thirty five from three point range. That is half their offense. They were literally the number one scoring team percentage wise from three. Um, it's crazy, man. Um, Turnovers about the same points in the paint. He had 48, believe it or not, um, over their 34, but James Harden had his crazy shooting game. Overall, it's hard because uh, the Heat at times play not to their potential, which kind of sucks. Uh, but they got They can't rely on Jimmy Butler to give you 40 points a game. His shooting was great last night, but it's not going to happen every night. P.J. Tucker needs to score a little more, but Kyle, they got to do something about the point guard position because Kyle Lowry is noticeably hurt. Not saying he doesn't have it, but when you're hurt, it's hard to play in the playoffs. Um, Oladipo might have to start. We'll see, as Aaron noted earlier, but we all agree on the one thing. Tyler Harrell definitely needs to step up, and I think Duncan Robinson needs to finally get the nod over Struess. So that's our take on the Heat. Anything you want to say on the Sixers, guys? If they keep playing like this, full team basketball, the series goes seven, and it's not a series until a road team wins. But I don't know if a road team's going to steal a game in the series. Yeah, uh, we'll see. The Heat are fortunate; they have home court advantage, so that's going for them. Game five is in Miami, so uh, a little bit of optimism for Heat fans here. But uh, Sixers definitely have a chance. They made this a series again. It's crazy, man. Well, last week they were literally dead in the water and. Speed came out of nowhere with a super cape, and, uh, yeah, they pulled two in a row. We'll see what happens. Eric Spolster got a coach by Doc Rivers the last two games. Very rare to see that. Um, yeah, man, crazy. Crazy series. Uh, good for the NBA. They have a lot of two-twos. Anything else you want to say about this, guys? If the Heat don't find a way to get beat out the paint, forcemen uh, take three-pointers, I don't know, man. Sixers and six. Ah, uh, man. Well, we'll see. I don't think the Heat are going to lose four in a row, but uh, anything's possible as we've seen in this playoffs. All right, so that leads us to our next series, man. Phoenix Suns against Dallas Mavericks. This has been a fun one for me. Um, just last week, looks like the Mavericks are dead in the water. They come home, and uh, Luka Doncic's greatness has really excelled this team. Dorian Finney-Smith uh, played great minutes for this team last night, gave him 24 points. Uh, Luka Doncic did his thing, 26. Uh, this this I gotta tell you, man, this Mavs team is 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 crazy to watch. Um, it's so nice to see this team playing to their potential. Uh, something that the Mavs did, which was noticeably different, is they took out Paul. They just said, "Screw it, we're not gonna play a center. Uh, we're just gonna have if Aiden beats us, Aiden beats us." But Aiden hasn't really been doing that great. Fourteen points in thirty-three minutes against no center virtually. Mikael Bridges has scored six points. Now the big story was Chris Paul fouled out halfway through the fourth. Uh, had four fouls, first time in his career playoff and a half. Um, yeah, this team is in trouble, man. Uh, what did you guys think about this series so far? I think uh, this series so far through two games, everyone thought the Mavs were dead in the water. Just like you said, the Phoenix Suns were smiling at the podium. 
and suddenly these last two games, the Mavs have shown up. Chris Paul has been a non-factor in both games, whether it be just not helping his team out yeah. or fouling out. I'm just going to call it how it is. Uh, game three, he sucked. Um, yeah. And I'm going to say Yeah. Yeah. Um, he's got to be better, no question. Uh, game four, if, if, he, if he's not rolling, this team has no chance. Um, he's that important to this team. Uh, Malik, what did you think of this series so far? I mean, I think it's a good uh, – I think it's an interesting matchup because we have uh, Chris Paul who, even though, like, I hate him as a player personally, he's still arguably, like, a top five point guard of all time. Um, and we're seeing Luka, who plays point guard much bigger. And we're – it's two master classes from two really great players, and it's it's really it's really awesome to see. Uh, Luka didn't shoot well last game. He shot pretty horribly. Still takes – pretty bad contested threes still got a 40 piece man exactly and that's what's so dangerous about this guy is that like you can't put a smaller point guard on him yeah as you saw with Cameron Payne Cameron Payne was getting taken to the dog shed they should they should consider not playing him the next couple of games he's been awful one for nine last game uh his the reason he's there is because he can score as a backup point guard they got to figure that situation out but something that is completely noticeable for the Mavericks is Luka Doncic, man, I mean, he's backing down guys like nothing. He's backing down Mikel Bridges, who is a defensive player of the year candidate, and he's backing them down like nothing. He's scoring. He, he doesn't anyone. look like, yeah, he doesn't look like the most muscular guy, but from what I've been reading and hearing from people, he's bulky, man. He's strong. He's uh, he's flat. He can he's, he can do a lot of things. It's pretty cool to see him. And uh, I'm telling you this, so this game's still game seven. Uh, I, if I were the Suns, I'd be nervous as heck to play Luka Doncic in a, in a one-game take-all. Uh, next game obviously is going back to Phoenix. Um, still hard for me to see Phoenix losing this series, but obviously Mavericks have made this definitely a series. And there's a, I think of all the series, there's a legitimate upset here. What do you guys think? I don't think the Suns have an answer for Luka Doncic, and that's the scariest part of it all, because you've already described that with no center, Aiton's proven to only be able to score maybe 14 to 16 points a game. And Luke is just backing everyone down and either scoring off of that back down, whether it's a taller defender, he has more skill than and he's quicker than whether it's a smaller defender, he can shoot right over or he's got the eyes of a point guard and he's just able to pass out of it, find the open man and they just sink the shot. The Mavs could easily not easily, but the Mavs could win this in six or seven games and upset the Suns. Yeah. Uh, something else that's been noticeably different. Um, first two games, he didn't play great, and it feels like the Mavericks have finally unleashed how to use Jalen Brunson this series. Uh, like I, like we said earlier, Cameron Payne was guarding him, and he was just getting absolutely torched. Um, yeah, he's been giving him a great minute, but I think the key to this whole series so far has been Dorian Finney-Smith. He's been playing absolutely great for this team. Like I said he earlier. This is incredible. Yeah, great. He's just a great – he might be one of the most underrated players in the whole league. He One of the cheapest a, players, too. Yeah, he yeah. just signed an extension with the Mavericks. He, he loves playing for the Mavs, and Mark Cuban in that ownership likes him. And rightly so, man. He's so important for this team. It's kind of nice in the playoff format. Lots of casual fans get to finally realize who some of these players are. He's such an important role for this team. What do you guys uh, else have to say about the series? Uh, I mean, like, I wouldn't – I'm not ready to go ahead and pick a team, to be honest. This is – it's too much of a toss-up for me, but I do think this will go seven games – and I mean, contrary to what you guys said about Aiton and the well, spe- specifically for the last two games, first two games, he was averaging a double double. He scored 26 points, he grabbed 14 rebounds in game two. Yeah, so but it's that's not like he's, 
Yeah, but that's when Powell was playing, and he was just getting. That was okay. Yeah, Powell was just getting dominated on the on the end. But it it you know if you're done, Jerry, the potential's there. Yeah, the potential's there, and I think what's real what it's come down to is both teams are extremely deep and they're really good at home. The Phoenix Suns players play phenomenal basketball when they're at home and they feed off their crowd and it's the same thing with the the Dallas Mavericks because game three who was it you had was it Davis Bertans yeah went crazy and then and then now you have Dorian Finney-Smith dropping 28 so I mean like or was it 24 sorry on eight three-pointers yeah um yeah so I, I think really this this specific um series it, it all comes down to home court advantage or who what the score is who wants the ball more in the the final two minutes of the I'll, I will I will say this if you're the Suns and you're Aiden you want that max contract this is a series you got to prove yourself I mean Absolutely. this this is literally no center give me what you got give me 30 points I mean this is a number one overall pick yeah he's been playing, playing like great this. by the way but this is a series if you want your money you want to stay with the, the Phoenix Suns you got to show you can do something there because let me tell Same you. Same thing with Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson can secure his his contract. Yeah, he's gonna get paid somewhere. He's but... gonna get paid, but he can he can. It's it's a matter of how much more money do you want? Yeah. How much? And DeAndre Ayton bet on himself too. Yeah, he did. He didn't take it. Um, and good for him. He's been playing great. I'm, I don't want to take anything away from him. Fourteen points with no center on the court is unacceptable. You're you're he's way better than that. Um, but something that needs to happen, which I know won't happen again because he's such a great player and such a veteran. Chris Paul will not foul out the rest of the series. Like I said earlier, at four fouls, first time in his career at a half. Uh, they will be better. Chris Paul will be back. But Chris Paul is obviously an important piece of this team. Right, Aaron? I agree. But I don't remember who the referee was, but was Scott Foster refereeing? That no, game? he was uh, He was doing the heat game. He was? Because yeah. uh, some of those fouls, I mean – they were pretty egregious. They were yeah. like in terms of just there was no foul. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got to tell you, the officiating this year has been pretty, pretty bad to say the least. Um, but in, in today's NBA, it's so hard to, to officiate some guys like Giannis, for example, is one of the hardest guys to officiate in the whole league. He bulldozes everyone over, but it's, it, it's a tough job. It's probably the toughest job in all of sports to be an NBA ref, but back to the series, anything else you guys want to say on this? If I had to give a pick, no. I'd probably take the Suns because they still deserve it. They still deserve my pick until proven otherwise. But Mavericks have definitely given them a series. Definitely seven games. Yeah, seven games right now. I'll have to go with Suns until proven otherwise, but Suns and seven. All right. There you go, Phoenix fans. We, uh, we still like your Suns, but uh, just be cautious. But I will tell you this, if this gets to a game seven and Luca's in there for winner take all, I'm, I'm nervous as heck if I'm a Phoenix fan. I don't care where the game is. If this is a game seven and it's a close game, I'm betting on Luca. Yeah, he's, I'm betting on Luca. I'm been, sorry. He's been pretty dominant, man, uh, for sure. So, okay, those are our thoughts on the Suns. Um, next, I want to get to the Memphis Grizzlies against Golden State Warriors, and this has definitely been a – a juicy uh, series, to say the least. There's been a couple flavoring ejections. Um, so, in case you guys don't know the story, Draymond Green got ejected for game one at halftime, basically for a flagrant two. Next game, Dylan Brooks comes out of nowhere and tries to go for the ball and completely misses and hits Gary Payton out for this series with dislocated elbow. In case you don't know, Steve Kerr came out 
the end of the game saying that he broke the code, quote unquote. You don't do that. You play hard basketball. Then next game, John Morant leaves in the fourth quarter of a noticeable limp. There was video after that Draymond Green and Jordan Poole grabbed his knee during the scuffle. John Morant took his thoughts to Twitter, blamed the NBA refs, and quote and broke and wrote in tweet, quote unquote, broke the code. So there's definitely been a lot of uh, juicy uh, things in this series. It's really unfortunate John Morant can't play game four. We'll see what his status is for game five. But uh, if there's no John Morant, guys, I find it very hard for the Memphis Grizzlies to win this game, let alone this series. What do you guys think? Um, so the John Morant tweeted out the video of Jordan Poole grabbing his, uh, his knee, but that's not where John Morant got injured. John Morant injured himself jumping into Klay Thompson, trying to contest a three, and their knees clicked. And after that, that's when he started limping. So, uh, I mean, he did delete that tweet after. I think someone probably told him. But, um, yeah, the, it's a lot of ticky-tack fouls in this. Uh, it, it's a hard series, too, it, it, but it's weird. But yeah. to Memphis's uh, credit, um, they were like 17 and, what, two without John Moran. Yeah, 18 and two. 18 and two. Oh, so it, uh, By the way, I don't want to say Memphis is dead in the water. They're definitely capable of pulling a game and winning. Uh, it seems like whenever you doubt this team the most, they come out and win. Um, anything you want to say, Aaron, about the Memphis Grizzlies? That team is built for scrappy basketball in situations you wouldn't expect. I want They had an excess of 20 wins with John Morant out, and I think they only had four or five losses. Yeah. Um, so they're built to already – not built, but they've already they – They can play without him. him. They have mm-hmm. that chemistry. You can slide Tyus Jones right in. Not that he's the same as, as John Morant. Arguably the best backup in the league. Exactly. Oh, he, and he's definitely gotten the most – you've gotten the most the, – the most of your money's worth out of Tyus Jones yeah. this, this year if you're Memphis because 20 wins without John Morant playing. Yeah, don't, don't, I don't need to say this to Memphis fans, but to the rest of the NBA world, watch out. Memphis could win this game. It's, I'm not saying there's no chance. They've proven otherwise. But uh, – Game three was a blowout, 142-112. Desmond Bain needs to step up. I don't know if he's hurt or not. There's reports. But for this game, Dylan Brooks, Desmond Bain, and Jaron Jackson is the most important player for this game today. Uh, His foul trouble is the only problem. He's such a great player, but he can never stay in the court. He makes ticky-tack fouls. He's kind of in the car Anthony Towns boat. Sometimes he just makes Mm -hmm. fouls where you want to slam your head to the floor. I don't understand why, but... If he stays out of foul trouble, this team has a real chance to win. Um, Brandon Clark is one of the most elite offensive rebounders in the league. This team has a lot of pieces, uh, so they can manage a game or two without jaw. They can definitely pull one out, but foul trouble for Jaron Jackson is going to be key, as we said earlier, because uh, Steven Adams is finally getting some minutes, but he's Jaron Jackson is so important. As you said, they have Tyus Jones, who can carry the load. He's arguably the best backup point guard in the league, so this team has pieces. Anything you want to say on the Grizzlies before we get to the Warriors? Um, this is the this is going to be the game where Zach Taylor gets to flex his muscle or see just how good he is of oh, a coach and Taylor Jenkins. For, yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, no worries. Zach Taylor's uh, the the Bengals coach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they look the same. Um, but uh, yeah. Other than that, I I don't think the the Grizzlies are going to win this uh, this game if John's going to be out. We'll see. 
Yeah, I, I will tell this. If there's one team that d- doesn't deserve to be completely out, it's the Memphis Grizzlies. They definitely have the depth to win a game. But uh, we'll see. All right, my thoughts on the Warriors. This team is really good. Something that's obviously been so noticeable is Draymond Green doesn't have the scoring like he used to. He's still an elite defender, still such an important player on this team. Um, but other than that, Steph Curry's going to do his thing. Klay Thompson is going to do his thing. Guys, I'm, gonna, I'm ready to make the argument that Jordan Poole is the second best player on this team. What do you guys think? I'm not ready to go there yet out of respect for what Klay Thompson has done. I've seen this man single-handedly take them back from being down double digits game six against the OKC Thunder and drop 60 and win a game. Uh, yeah. I, this, what Klay Thompson – Klay Thompson could easily be, have his own team and he could easily be a Steph Curry if he had the same amount of usage as Steph Curry um in my opinion this man's like the second best shooter i've ever seen probably in the history of the game and i'm not ready to give that up to jordan Poole yet however i do think that maybe jordan Poole should be treated like the second best player on this team because of what we've seen from yeah, this, this guy so this guy far. came out of nowhere man i mean from the g league to uh starting and arguably being the second best player on the team um yeah he's been playing incredible what do, what do you think aaron I'm assuming you have Steph Curry as number one for most important on the Warriors. Then, no, I, w- I was thinking about Juan Toscano Anderson. I mean, well, um, naturally, of naturally, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think at this point, with how much scoring he's doing, he's being able to create his own shot, which is being able to create other opportunities for other players that just need to hit their open buckets. I think it's fair to say that because as much as I love Clay, he's not the the facilitator. Not that he really was facilitator like that before, but he's more of your spot up shooter, getting you your points. Can't create his own shot like he used to. Clay's still a great player. He's not a shell of himself, but he's limited to what he can do yeah. now. And Something think, I'm. Go ahead, Aaron. I think I just think Jordan Poole gives you a lot more versatility and a lot more that you have to account for on the defensive end. Yeah, he's just basically another threat and a legit one at that. Uh, I will say this. Uh, some of the games I've been watching for the Warriors this year, I think Clay Thompson is still trying to prove that he is the guy. We all know he can play and score, but he's taken sometimes eight or nine three nine shots a game in a row. Uh, we know he can score, but when you do that, it's, it's hard to win because you're not passing the ball and spreading the ball, which they're so good at. They're basically the Barcelona of basketball. I mean, they pass probably the best in the whole NBA. So when, when Clay's doing that, it's really hurting the team. We all know you can play, but sometimes I feel like he's trying to prove it to himself and to the league that he can still ball. We all know you can play. Um, something that's been very nice for the Warriors is Otto Porter Jr. has been giving him solid minutes. Uh, he scored 13 points in 24 minutes. Uh, he's a good defender. I mean, they've been playing well. As we said, Draymond Green's basically the center for this team. Kayvon Looney is just – we can't really trust too much out of him. But as, as I said, Draymond Green's scoring has noticeably gone down. He doesn't have the range like he used to. Um, so if I were them, if I were the Grizzlies, I dare him to shoot. Um, you got to cover Thompson, or Thompson, Curry, and Poole. You got to leave him open, see what he can do. Because if, if that were the case, I dare him to shoot shots and get back in the series. What do you guys think? What's, what do you think is one way they could stop this team or get back into it? What's the key? For the Grizzlies or the, the Warriors? Let's go with both teams because it's 2-1. From the Grizzlies' standpoint? Yeah. Um, probably have. It's just there's too many there's too many options. It, it depends on the 
the the Warriors lineup. But if you play Draymond Green at the the five and you play Andrew Wiggins at the four, Andrew Wiggins has been killing it all year, very yeah. very quietly. But if I had uh, to enhance my bets, yeah, All Star Wiggins, shut, by the way. You have to you have to find a way to shut down the playmaking from Draymond Green and Jordan Poole because Curry's going to get his points. Yeah, I'm not worried about Curry's going to get his 30 points at least, but. My my game plan coming in would be leave Wiggins and and uh, Draymond Green open, see if they can hit their shots. Because I'm not trusting Wiggins to go ten for ten from three, and I'm certainly not expecting that from Draymond Green. If he beats you with three, one or two threes, fine. But I just don't trust his scoring in his game. And yeah, from the Warriors' standpoint, my my theory is they don't have jaw. Just play hard defense on all of them. See what Jaron Jackson can do. Try to get him in foul trouble, which he's proven otherwise. And let's see what happens. Um, it's unfortunate that Jaws out. He's probably been the best show to watch in the playoffs. He's so good. It's so, it sucks that he's out tonight. It really is for the NBA world, and especially for Memphis fans. Um, what do you guys think? I think that in, think in terms of Jaw not playing or what they need to do differently. For well, that? let's start with Jaw not playing and then get into the other one. Uh, as much as we've praised Tyus Jones for being the best backup point guard in the league, let's not pretend like there's not a huge drop off in talent yeah. production between them. But I think when you don't have John Morant, the Grizzlies play more team basketball and they play team basketball better than anyone in the league. Yeah. Uh, hard to argue there. I mean, they went 18 and two without Ja. I mean, it obviously takes a whole team effort. So can't really disagree with you from there. Uh, you know, if the war, if the Memphis Grizzlies want any chance to get back into this series tonight, what do you think they need to do to pull out a win in Golden State? Oh, no, in Memphis, actually. They don't let the Grizzlies get hot, keep it slow, control what you can control, and just create quality open shots for Desmond Bain. Get Dylan Brooks involved early, see if you can get him hot, because I know he was suspended for game three but he was a non-factor in game one, missed the three shots he took in game two before, you know, the egregious foul on uh, Peyton. He, if you want a shot to win this game, get him going, get him hot early and feed the hot hand and hopefully create open shots for your other players. Yeah. Um, I'll continue to say this. The key to this whole next game, which is tonight at 10 o'clock for all the people who like to watch late night basketball. Um, Jaron Jackson needs to step up. He cannot get in foul trouble. If he manages to get two fouls, three fouls at half, that's a win. He needs to stay on the court for this team to have a chance to win. He's that important. They don't have a big that can defend him. Draymond Green is on him at times, but there's other players he needs to cover. If they want any chance, they get, he needs to stay on the court. And if he does, I like their chances to win. We'll see what happens. Um, any last thoughts on this series, guys? Um, I think you got to – play what you got it's kind of crazy that memphis has been defined by the way that they play basketball not necessarily not necessarily who's been coaching or the players that's been on their teams for so long you've had you when you think of memphis you think of grit and grind basketball and that's exactly what you're gonna have to do tonight you have to play that gritty physical uh brand of basketball that you're known for yeah you gotta be them, able yeah. to not curry off of his uh uh where he wants to go you basically hit them in the mouth agreed um i'll tell you this uh if i were the grizzlies i, I treat this as a game seven because you don't win tonight it's over you know Absolutely. it's not like memphis is spanking people uh right out the gates i mean they've been mm -hmm. down numerous times and come back but 
they got to win this or it's over. Um, it's going to point blank say it. It's going to be hard for them to win three in a row against the world tighter champs a couple of years ago and with all that playoff experience. So that leads us into our last series and probably the most entertaining one, the Boston Celtics against the Milwaukee Bucks. In case you guys haven't realized, Giannis Antetokounmpo is awesome at basketball and he's the best player in the world. Um, 42 points, 12 rebounds, eight assists, almost another triple double. I mean, there's been some questionable calls in this series, but Drew Holiday stepped up in game three of 25 points again. I got to tell you guys, it's been almost shocking to see how well this team has been playing without their second best player. Um, on the Celtics standpoint, Jalen Brown scored 27 points. Uh, Jason Tatum had probably one of his worst games in game three, 10 points in 41 minutes if they won any chance. And they only lost by two, which is crazy. Exactly. If he had yeah. a decent game, they would have won. So it's not like all is lost. Um, guys, where do we start? Let's let's start with the Bucks and how great Giannis is and what they're doing to uh, lead the series. Let's start with you, Malik. Um, they're just playing really great team de- uh, team defense, individual defense, and they're just playing really great team basketball. They make the right passes at the right times. They don't make mistakes. And they're playing together, basically. And Giannis is proving why he is the best player in the world right now. He is clearly the heart and soul of that team. And what he does, they they follow, they copy. And he's making his team better. Uh, he's showing why he's the was the MVP and why he is the reigning yeah. finals MVP. And by the way, with that said, I know that uh, Jason Tatum scored 10 points, but let's give some props to Wesley Matthews. He played unbelievable defense on him. Uh, 32 minutes. Yeah. Um, something that was a little bizarre this game three is Grayson Allen uh, had a record of five straight three-pointers, uh, five games in a row in the playoffs for the Bucks, first time in franchise history. He came out of a donut this game, 25 Minutes and zero points. I don't think that's going to happen again. Don't think Jason Tatum's going to score 10 points again. So this is a big game tonight for the Celtics. Um, even if they get down 3-1, Celtics have the team to come back and win three in a row, but it's going to be extremely difficult. Um, obviously, Tatum needs to step it up. Uh, it's nice to see Robert Williams just finally get into the groove again. He's an elite offensive rebounder, can play solid defense. It was a nice little Derek White game, you know, who wasn't hesitant, yeah. shot the ball. They uh, gave up a lot to get him. So he, he's going to be playing important minutes. And obviously uh, Al Horford has hit the fountain of youth, 22 points again in 40 minutes. He's basically playing starting center minutes. And he's playing um, pretty good defense against us. I mean, he it doesn't show on the stat sheet, but he has been, he's been making honest work for that. So. He is. So with all that said, Aaron, what are your thoughts on this whole thing? I think the Bucks are playing championship team basketball. They just look so fluid in everything they're doing from switching to their offensive passing to getting back in transition. This team just looks like they're in unison in everything that they do. And even with that being said, it was what a few seconds late from them being down two one to Boston. Yeah. Um, It was basically tied and coach Budenheiser just said, give the ball to Giannis and Giannis, get me a bucket. And of course he did took his famous Euro step and drove in and got it. I mean, the guy is virtually unstoppable. Um, and like I said earlier, this is all without Chris Middleton, which is even more shocking for me. I'm, I'm shocked that they're winning the games. They are the way they are. Um, 
with that said, Drew Holiday's definitely stepped up. I mean, he scored 20 plus in all the games so far. I mean, he's been playing fantastic. He's obviously his defense speaks for himself, but man, last game, just for an example, 43 minutes, seven rebounds, three assists, 25 points along with his defense. Um, that's big. So with the Bucks, I think they just got to get consistency. I mean, we know Giannis is going to come up and score 35 plus. Um, they just need a guy who can consecutively score secondary, and that seems to be Drew Holiday. But I think they need that third guy to score 15. We'll see. What do you guys think on the Bucks side if they want to win this series? Because we all know Giannis is going to Giannis. They have to play better team offense. I mean, like you said, they held Jason Tatum to a 10-point game and only won by the skin of their teeth by the two-point lead. So yeah, I think the Bucks ha- are – Right now, they've been relying on Giannis's greatness, which is fine. You have a superstar, you can do that, but you got to make it easier for Giannis because you guys are very, it can be very, uh, excuse me, they could very easily be down 2 1 right now. They could. Um, yeah, man, it's, if I was a Boston fan, I'd be so upset because they should have won this game looking at the box score. I, I don't know how they didn't. it's if you would have told me Jason Tatum would have had 10 points in 41 minutes in a game three, considering how you played against the net series, I would have laughed in your face, but that's what you love about the playoffs, man. Anything can happen at any, any point, as we saw in the Sixers series, they're down. Oh, two looked like they're done. And they came back. This has been awesome. Playoff basketball. Um, Any thoughts, uh, Aaron, on what the Bucks need to do to to continue rolling here? Honestly, I think we touched on it earlier with like Grayson Allen getting a donut. It's just going to be about getting those role players involved because Giannis is going to get his holidays been showing up and you just need a person or two to chip in eight to 12. And then suddenly the ball game's pretty close to over. Yeah. You know, if I was Boston, I would take the approach of let Giannis get his and let's dare the rest of the team to shoot. Because quite quite frankly, they don't really have, for the exception of Grayson Allen, they don't really have guys that can light it up from three consistently. Uh, we'll see. Drew Holiday's obviously stepped up. He's a really good player. But if I'm if I'm the Boston Celtics, let Giannis get his, and we'll see what else this team can do. Let Giannis get his, clamp down on a Drew Holiday, and let Notre Dame star Connaughton, you know, uh, make or break it. Yeah, and before I let Malik go, I, I just want to say. The, the reason Giannis is so damn good, it's not his offense. It's also his defense. He's playing an elite level. I mean, the guy is the ultimate rim protector. I mean, he's doing everything for this team. So that's also a tough challenge. So, I mean, when, whenever Jason Tatum's driving in, it, he's always there contesting it, uh, getting in his face. Their, their pick and roll switch has been unbelievable on Tatum, which has also been something noticeable. So for the Bucks, it's basically, you know, Giannis do his thing. And hope uh, the role guys can hit their things. And Drew Holiday shows up, which he has so far. So that's from the Bucks side. What do you guys think on the Celtics side? They're just going to have to hit their shots. I mean, when you look at game three's stats, like it was almost like pretty much these teams are dead even. I mean, the Celtics did play. Uh, they did protect the the, uh, uh, the paint better. They had 13 blocks to the Bucks four. But other than that, the Bucks out-rebounded the Celtics by six. They had 53 rebounds. Um Steals are probably like dead even. Assist the Celtics had 23 to the Bucks 20. The Bucks only shot, they shot 40% for the game, nine of 34 from three. Celtics shot nine of 33 from three. These teams are dead even. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm just 
just going to say to your point, a, a lot of people have this as the Eastern Conference Finals. Whoever wins this series is going to the finals to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, this has been a great series. Um, but to finish your point, Malik, go ahead. I mean, this, like I said before, I think this is going to be a seven-game series. But I think if you're a Celtics fan, you're just a couple more shots away from being up 2-1 right now. Yeah. Uh, and if adversely, if you're a Milwaukee fan, you got to – I know you're up 2-1, but you've got to play better defense and you have got to find a way to get your the other guys involved. Yeah. I will, I will say this. Um, even if Boston loses tonight, it's obviously pretty hard to come back 3-1, but if there's one team that can do it, it's the Celtics. They've been on – they've had the longest winning streak this year. So they can definitely do it. Uh, they have the players to do it, but um, – I actually believe the Celtics are going to win tonight. I don't think they're going to throw back-to-back duds. That was a tough loss to come back. I think Jason Tatum is going to come out of Avengers and show why he's a top-five player in the league. Uh, but we'll see. So what do you guys think about this series? Honestly, I don't want to pick who's going to win because I have no idea yet. Um, but if the Bucks win tonight, I'll have a pretty good idea. <laughs> but what do you guys think? I think this is going to be one of those series where it's going to be – just like this last game, it's going to be a tip ball or two at the end. It's going to be a put back going in the final seconds. It's going to go down to the wire. I could see the game go. I could see the series going to seven. I could see the Bucks winning the next few games and then completing the series. I, it could go either way. Yeah. Malik? I think this is the mad Jason Tatum game. Jason Tatum's going to go out of his mind tonight. There's no way that you're going to hold a guy who's this good to 10 points ever again. All right, guys. Whoever's listening to this, just uh, cancel all your prop bets. Jason Tatum's going to have the worst game of his career tonight. Just. Uh, But, no, I I find it hard to to see the Celtics lose three straight games. Uh, To be honest, dude, they're they're way too good, and I think they know that too. Yeah. 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 Also, Udo, Udo is a great coach. Uh, he's, yeah, he should have definitely. He's got my respect. I think he's going to come out and have a good game plan. We'll see. Budenholzer and these are the defending yeah. champs. It's going to be a great game tonight. I'm, my eyes will be glued to the TV. Um, any last words on this series, guys? All right. So before I end the pod, I want to go through one little quick thing in the NBA. So mm-hmm. Mike Brown was named the Sacramento Kings head coach. I don't know if I should congratulate him or not because I wouldn't want that job. <laughs> Some people don't even know they're a team in the NBA. So in case you guys don't know, coach the Cavaliers, won them a title, um, coached another team. Can't recall what team he coached after that. Uh, was been, been a Golden State Warriors uh, assistant coach for a long, long time and finally gets an opportunity again. What do you guys think about this? Um, Maybe this will be the coach that moves him to Seattle, you know? We can only hope. <laughs> I feel so bad for Kings fans, for anyone who's listening. We're sorry. We don't hate the Kings. It's just you guys have terrible luck. I mean – what is it 15 straight years of not making the playoffs even with the expanded postseason it's like come on guys get it together um before we go um guys it's been we can all agree it's been an awesome playoffs uh but i want to get your picks for tonight so memphis against warriors who you guys got in that one i'm gonna go first and i'm I, you know, people are going to probably laugh. I think the Memphis Grizzlies are going to win tonight. You know what? I'm going to say they've been, they've, they've been 18 and two about jaw. Um, I'm looking at it now. Memphis is at home. I think, or Memphis is on the road, but I think they're going to pull it out. What do you guys think? I'm going to go. 
I'm gonna agree with you. I think Memphis plays that uh, team basketball, not so much grit and grind because that's a little like 2010 Memphis Grizzlies. But you know they're gonna slow it down. They're gonna beat them up, and I think they're gonna do their best to prevent. Jordan Poole, Thompson, and Curry from scoring, you know, 15 points in a minute and a half, and then suddenly you're looking at a 10-point deficit. Yeah. One little quick nugget is uh, Tyus Jones is way better defensively than John Morant when it comes to uh, defensive point guard, so they do have that going for them. Uh, what about you, Malik? Who do you have winning this series? I think it's going to be close to the first three quarters, and then Steph Curry is going to do MVP things. Warriors are going to win by 20. Oh, all so right. we're right. The Grizzlies just secured a double. Yeah, all right. <laughs> oh, man. All right, and for our last game tonight, we have uh, the six – or not the six, sorry. That's tomorrow. We have the Celtics against the Bucks. And honestly, um, as we said earlier, I just don't think uh, – I just don't think Celtics will lose three in a row. I think Jason Tatum is going to come out hot, and uh, I think they're going to win. And I actually think they're going to win mighty easily. What do you guys think? Yeah, I agree 100%. I think it's going to be a fairly uh, quick game. I think you need to get the winner decided by, like, halftime, to be honest. Oh, man, some some hot takes. Uh, I don't know by halftime, but I, I do think that they're going to run away late. Um, what about you, Aaron? I think Boston wins this one, and I think they win it in a pretty convincing manner. I think All right. they're going to be pretty, pretty accurate with his uh, Jason Tatum angry game. But I yeah. did get to all my prop bets, though, just in case. <laughs> so uh, Aaron and I are uh, pretty much agreeable to our picks tonight. So we both have uh, Memphis Grizzlies winning, and uh, Malik has obviously Golden State Warriors. Boo! And um, then we have all we all have the Celtics winning tonight to even up this. series. So a lot of fun games tonight. NBA has been super entertaining so far. Um, can't wait for the off season to talk about all that drama and where we have players going. But till then, guys, another fun pod. Can't wait to release this one. Uh, let me know what you guys think in the comments below. Tell me what you guys think and agree with. And uh, yeah, we'll be doing another recap by the end of the weekend. Thanks for coming on, guys. Thanks for having Thanks. us on, Robert. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. See you.